0: Oh God, I'm afraid to ask. But, um, but my, what <laughs> did you realize? I'm f- I'm fucking thirty. I you, don't know if you,
1: if any way of you guys realize that, but I'm like thirty now. You know what? You are. You
0: are thirty. <laughs> but technically, <laughs> you know what you are? Technically, you are thirty and three months. Basically, you're thirty and a quarter. Okay. So I guess. Um, I'm
1: just gonna, yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah, I think I could. (laughs) You brought it it up. You brought it up. I'm over it now. Okay. Okay. So thanks for making me feel better about it. By the way, thanks. So
0: you know, my sister just turned 30 recently too. She did. And her Facebook status was all like, "OMG, I'm turning 30. I'm not okay. Blah blah blah. The the typical like, I'm turning like." I'm getting older post. situation. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, for me, it's like, why do people do that? Why why make thirty to be like a bad thing? Why why you do that? Okay, here's the thing. It's
1: like, it's not that I see it as a bad thing that I'm turning 30. I think it's it's like it's more of like a damn, right? Like a mm-hmm. damn moment. Like, you know, where has the time gone? Like I remember celebrating my 21st fucking birthday with my ex husband in Las Vegas, and now I'm fucking 30. It's just like you know, I'm traveling the country and soon to be the world with my boyfriend. It's, it's just, it's more of like, it's wild how things can change so drastically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just the life lessons that come with being 30 for
0: me. I mean, I've said this before in the past, but I mean, like thirty's amazing. I don't know why people make it out to be this huge thing. Anyway, anyways, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting off topic, but you know, well, you just said it makes sense. But, like, I was thinking, why does everyone freak out about 30? Yeah. Like, meanwhile, I'm excited to turn 40 in yeah. in two years. Like, for That's... me, like, I'm excited about it. And meanwhile, you and my sister and everybody else out there is like, oh, my God, 30, blah, blah, blah. I was like.
1: No, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm happy about it. I'm I'm 30. I feel the most mature. I think I've i've ever felt in my life i feel like my life is together you know i feel like i have
0: plans and goals and all that mm-hmm. stuff that grown-ups do but um you know, you know what, what was that's great i mean i, I love the fact yeah. that you have goals and everything and i mean hopefully i'm part of those goals and part of those plans. ish you know <laughs> i guess but you know speaking about you know my sister turning 30 so yes. we went to nashville <laughs> Tennessee we for did. her birthday and it was everyone's <laughs> everyone's first time going except yeah, for mine. our whole Ex- group right except, besides except yourself I yeah. had already been there before how many of us were there I think a total
1: of was six. six people yeah, yeah. Six. but and you were the only one who actually had gone to Nashville yeah I had already point. been there like two or three times before that but right what did you think about Nash Vegas you know I guess I just want to announce it here on Kosovo first but I don't think I'm gonna take before we get to that, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm gonna take 40 very well. Why? Um I am 99% sure that I'm gonna have a midlife crisis. I think I'm gonna be one of those people, you know, mark my words, y'all. like I think I'm gonna I just I know I'm gonna freak out, you you're, know, you're like, over, you're overthinking it. No, here's the thing like I can't fathom the idea that one day someone, whether I'm associated with that person or not, but that person at some point I'm gonna—I know I'm gonna have somebody that's gonna be like daddy to Who? me. Who? Who's gonna I don't call know. You? I'm Who? just saying. I'm just saying. Like when I go to a club, cause I'm gonna look great. You know what I mean? Like what? With, you, ain't, you ain't gonna be there by yourself. I just think that's what will do it, though. You know, like as soon as I hear someone call me daddy, I'm gonna be done. Like that's just you know, that's it for me. Okay. So, but
0: Nassarikas was cute. Okay. Well, yeah. no, no, you can't discourage that transition <laughs> to that. For me, it's like, okay, like 40. Uh, you, I think, I think for me personally, I think you're being dramatic about it Yeah, because I, I guess, yeah, obviously for me, like I'm excited to be 40. Yeah. And I thought I was having a midlife crisis at 30 when little that I know I'm having the best life in my you're 30s. Cr- yeah. Honestly, I, no, but
1: but you know what? like I, For real, for real, I am having the best time at 30 years. Yeah, I mean, get, get through like, your first
0: year of your 30s before let's just, you start you know, being dramatic about no, your yeah, 40s. No, yeah, you're right,
1: you're right. I'm not even like six months in, All right. right? Like, But I will say I'm very happy where I'm at in my age. And even though I may not have the same reaction at 40, I'm definitely in a good place
0: right okay. now. So. so, everyone coming to my 40th birthday party in two years. Just yes. kind of record everything. Be and show it to Joel 10 years later. But anyways, so you went through a lot there. 40, <laughs> 40 is not I that. I went through a process. Yeah. 40 is not that bad from what I hear. But, um, Nash Vegas. Nashville. Yeah, let's talk about Nash Vegas. Yeah, because can, can you elaborate? What did you like? Yes. What did you not like? What happened? What didn't happen? What did you want to happen? Talk to Here's me. Here's my thing.
1: Here's my thing. I'm not a big like country music fan in general mm-hmm. like i do no don't get me wrong i do like country music you know i love my neon moon like you know i love my blake shelton i love my you know i i i like country music so you um, only named one song can
0: you name more than one country music 100%? Um
1: no, but if I pull up my list,
0: oh, we obviously. You're gonna read off. No, what,
1: I'm just saying, like, if I looked, if you looked at my Spotify account, and I mm-hmm. like just categorized country music, mm-hmm. like there would be a lot of country songs. Like these boots Me were Me were made for walking by who? By Jessica. She wasn't the original person
0: to sing that, but go on.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I didn't say she was, but <laughs> these boots were made for walking. You know, like that's yeah. the energy that I'm in, I'm here for. Uh-huh. You know, but you know. Here's the thing, all those bars though are yeah. all country themed well, and you're in Nashville. That's I get it. I get it. I get it. Can I finish my the mm-hmm. statement though? You know, but like it's like I don't um when I think about having a good time, mm-hmm. country music is not the first go-to choice of 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 music, you're like that. I this shit. no. I mean, no. Here's the thing: don't get it twisted. I can talk to anything, um, but but I don't know. Let me just pull out my list mm-hmm. of you know reasons to not waste your money on Nash Vegas, which I think is an insult to Vegas. But um, I want to touch on that. But yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, but here's the thing: He's like number one, the food was not it for me, okay? We literally tried many different restaurants, many different spots, and only one spot, which was one of the top five steakhouses in Nashville, was good. Like, add some seasoning because the salt and pepper is not cutting it. Okay,
0: so I agree with you. We were on, were on Broadway. We went to one or two spots, had the food there, and... It wasn't bad, but it was it's not somewhere I'm going to go again. It
1: was tolerable, and, sure.
0: And like uh, I'm going to say this, but
1: it was nothing
0: we, of a wow factor. We went to was it Jason Aldean? The Jason Aldean and was like, wow. I felt so bad so for my, bad. I felt so bad for my sister because she ordered the chicken and waffles, a meal, and the waffle looked decent. The chicken part <laughs> was literally, I shit chicken you not, like a strip a ch- of chicken. A chicken tender strip cut in half. Yeah. And $15 later for it that. It was meal, like, what the fuck I'm like, is this? I could have made that shit at home. And it was sad. I, yeah, I, I felt bad because it's like, you know. And she herself didn't like she, it. Yeah. Okay. So it's number two.
1: Number two. I'm not into live cover bands. Um, I just have never really cared for them because they always disappoint. And here's the thing, girl from Kid Rock's bar. No, you shouldn't have sang the Taylor Swift song that you sang. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, after that, when you sang that Journey song, you killed it. Yeah. But it's just like when I hear cover bands, it's like most of the time I'm like, why did you choose that song? hmm. Like it just was not. It didn't fit fit your vocal range. Yes, I am Simon Cowell in that moment, and yes, I am judging your fucking vocal range. And like, it's just not it. I don't know. I just cover bands are just not it for me. They play the same fucking well, songs. Every fucking
0: bar you go to. I gotta chime in here because oh you God. and I, I'm so over it. You I was and, over it like literally the second bar we went to. Okay. So you and I have gone to a live a live cover band and yes. you had a good time. Yes, it, we, I were did Austin, have a we were time. in Austin. We Austin. We saw the spasmatics. They covered including Journey. Yeah. As many of the songs that they, right? they covered.
1: But we went specifically to, to see them because you wanted to see them, right? Right, because I didn't, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anything about mm. them. We show up, had a great time. We were in Austin. They killed it. They did a great job singing the songs. But the guy had just really great personality, great charisma, great vocal range. I mean, literally every song he sang, if you guys know the the Spasmatics, spasmatics they literally just they're one of the top cover bands in the fucking U.S. Well, in
0: in Texas, anyways, because they started in Austin and they travel. They have a tour going through all. Through, yeah, I mean through the Texas fact that they tour just by. For cover mm-hmm. covering songs like what the fuck? Yeah, and I think they do the, a great job. I think the thing is that you're not into country music as yeah. much as then as much it's as it's just
1: it's the mix of country music, the mix of rock, and it's like you know
0: what? Like you have you, people covering country this, songs, and the,
1: here's the thing: is like they they cover the same songs mm-hmm. over Which and over I, I and can over see, again. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like once you hear it once, it's like okay, like I'm kind of over it at this point. Um, okay, number three, it was way too crowded for me um every single bar that we went to during the day or at night you were elbow to elbow with people the the times to go you know to wait to go eat at a restaurant was always between 45 minutes and 60 minutes like it was every single bar it didn't matter what time of the day
0: where you know it
1: just didn't matter
0: okay yes yeah, so i do agree with you on this because yes we did wait to get seated for lunch or late lunch um anywhere we went to there was a wait no matter what i mean okay i understand vegas there's a wait if you don't yeah. have a reservation but, but nashville does not take reservations anywhere you go to on Broadway. No, they don't. Yeah. It's uh, put your name on the list and we'll get to you when we get to you. Right. And then you can wait at our bar, order a $15 drink, and hang out. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, and the thing is that, when you go to Nashville, you go to Nashville to go to Broadway Street. Mm -hmm. So, it's like everything that you do, fun-wise or activity-wise, it will always surround Broadway. Mm -hmm. So, when you're going to Nashville, it's like that's kind of it, kind of defeats the purpose to go or stay away from that, from and, Broadway. Street, and here's the
0: thing is which like, is
1: something we wanted to do. I think we went to like one gay bar. Twice. Twice, yeah. Which was awesome. It was a fun bar. It was the only place that I
0: actually really had a good time at. Because they have a variety of music. And the music was yeah. good.
1: Okay. And the the bar itself was really go, nice. Go on
0: to back what you were saying about Broadway Street and being yeah. crowded. Okay, so here's the thing. a lot of the, If you've never been to Nashville, a lot of the bars are restaurants during the day. But that doesn't go to say that it's not going to be busy because you, people go day drinking. Go, they go get lunch at these bars and we went there during the day our friends were shopping so we're like we're not gonna shop so we're gonna go get a drink and just wait for you guys to get lunch and it was at the rooftop bar we went to it was crowded we had to kind of make sure people knew that we were standing Right, in the area that we were at, and
1: also it's like ugh, I don't know. And I'm not smoking. into smoking. Is the is, smoking you can in the smoke patios indoors
0: in Nashville? So coming from Texas, which is yeah, that's it's not just allowed. Like, it's, ew. it's different. So number it, four,
1: you know what? That would be my number four, is <laughs> the smoking. <laughs> okay, number five. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, 90% of the bars played the same style of music. Mm -hmm. I know we kind of covered that already, but they played the same style of music, Mm -hmm. you know, and you guessed it, it was probably country mixed with rock. And don't get me wrong, I love my country and my rock music, but like, I can't, I can only get enough of that. I can't Mm -hmm. get off on that. Like, I can't be like, woo, you know, like, I just, it's not the music that gets me going. Yeah. So it was just like a situation where I was like, "Okay, this music is getting old."
0: Okay, so that's you know? yeah, that,
1: that's your preference. Okay, so yeah, it's just a preference, I guess. Um, another reason not to um, that I didn't like it, or I guess that I didn't vibe with the situation. Uh, it was because we didn't get to go to the twelve thirty bar, mm. which is Justin Timberlake's uh, bar at Nashville in Broadway. And it's it was supposed to be like a really awesome time because they actually played like, you know, hip hop, R and B, that kind of a thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't get to go there, and that was the one place that I really wanted to check out. Didn't get to check it out, so yeah, that was just another well, reason that on, just added onto my my eh, yeah. mood on with Nashville. Of,
0: on top of that, we were there. We were in Nashville uh, during the holiday weekend, which was Halloween. We were there for the Halloween Halloween weekend. Um, we did look at going to, to to the Justin Timberlake bar, but it was like yeah. $40 a person just to get the
1: in. The night that we wanted to go, which is on a Saturday. And here's the thing. It wasn't just that bar. A lot of bars yeah, had covers cover. because it was... Because first of all, I think that's just a general thing in Nashville in about the covers on the weekend. But also it was Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of people dressed up. By the way, we dressed up as you know, um, Star Wars characters. Mm. We got a lot. We, we got get, stopped
0: for a lot of pictures. We did, yeah.
1: <laughs> we got stopped many, many times to take pictures. I was Darth Maul. You were my nemesis. Qui- um, Qui-Gon, Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. And mm. then your sister was Darth Vader. Mm. And then her boyfriend was um, a storm, like a cool hip-hop modernized stormtrooper. stormtrooper that had like the helmet in the red color theme
0: mm. jumpsuit. I gotta say, this is person, really cool. The person who stole the show out of all of our outfits <laughs> had to have been our friend William, who was dressed up it was as Baby Yoda. Funny. Okay,
1: here's the thing about William he's short as it is. He's okay, like, what, five foot? He's like maybe? five foot. So on a, on a good day. On a <laughs> <laughs> So he would dress up as baby Yoda and what was hilarious is when people would come and ask him for pictures he would legit get on his knees. Oh, he, he would take off his shoes yeah. and get on his knees like sit Get his knees on his sh- on um, his on shoes. his shoes, and then t- people would be like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" So, he was definitely owning the Baby Yoda situation. It was hilarious. So, yeah, I think he would have to go as best dressed for oh, sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So,
0: but like all in all, I mean, yes, when you go on a trip, you have your pros and your cons. But I mean, did you have a good time? What was your yeah, overall? So I did not not have a good time. Mm-hmm.
1: I definitely did have a great time i'm really glad that i got to do it with the people we were with because you know they made it fun it was we had a good group i'm glad your sister had a really good time Um, happy birthday to her i mean i'm just happy that overall it was a really positive and fun
0: mm-hmm. trip and we made a friend uh in austin now yeah. so i mean that i had, was a that's always a good thing i had a good time mostly because i was with people that i'm i'm the closest to in this yeah. point in my life i mean you, William, my sister, I mean, y'all are like the, cl- the closest people.
1: It's kind of I- crazy how your group of friendships can change. Yeah, it's huh? it
0: shifted. It's shifted. Cause since.
1: it's like, you, yeah, I mean, you just, you just never know.
0: Mm-hmm. And for me, like, this was the third or fourth time I've been to Nashville. Yeah. But this is the first time I've been there and not had to work. Every single time I've been there, I've had to work or I was passing through or I was catching a flight out of Nashville. Okay, so, so it, it was, it was like great to just be there, relax, actual sleep vacation in time and, and, yeah, hang yeah. out with my friends and family. family. And meanwhile, we were fucking going to bed
1: until four <laughs> in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I mean,
0: you know, I, I, I'm still catching up from that sleep. I mean, you are getting older. But, you know, I have to agree with you on some of these points. But, like you said, I also had fun with our group. I mean, we had an amazing time. There's, I don't know if there was anything there that could have made it better maybe more alcohol but hey that's just me oh my so gosh. you know the party bus was fun you know yeah we did the party bus we thing that rent- was a lot of fun we rented a private party bus we had our own that's something that you can going. do when you go and i re- definitely recommend you do it especially with the big group mm-hmm. and we you know we stayed up you know late again till 4 a.m playing cards and just getting to know each other talking on a deeper level and the airbnb we stayed at was it was fucking nice. It was I like the Airbnb. Such a nice Airbnb, which I need to leave a review for them because they keep messaging me to leave a review. Oh really? I haven't done it yet. Yeah.
1: No, there were. It was awesome. Here's another thing that I wanted to mention, and I'm really just saying this for my friend William. I don't know what they're <laughs> feeding these men in oh, yeah. Nashville, okay? But those motherfuckers are big. Mm. Like I'm talking. I mean, I was trying to hook up you know, our two single friends that were with us with all these Amazon-looking fucking men because I, you know, wow. What? <laughs> you are
0: at a loss for words there. I don't know if I It didn't I, work out for them.
1: any of them, which is unfortunate, but wow, you know, like, it's for them, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say I didn't try to help them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, That's okay. the only other positive thing I would say So was this, you try to help
0: them. Yes. Was this before or after you clock you cock-blocked one I of them? I did
1: not. Don't, well, I mean, don't leave that part I out now. I did not cock-block him. He was a straight Middle Eastern man with a fiance, and he clearly was just trying to fucking drop us off and do his Uber thing the, and be it was nice. Uber duty. Yes, and you know what? I also ordered the Uber, so I didn't want to get sued or reported by him on my account because I've had a horrible experience with fucking Lyft as it is. So I'm not trying mm. to
0: just get banned from like all these fucking transportation right, apps. Right share apps. So, okay, guys. So our friend, William, was hitting on our Uber driver. I guess, yeah. He was. Enough. He really was trying hard, to. And, you know, William had the he's a little uh, w- oh
1: <laughs> William if you're listening come on you know we love you bitch but uh. and he,
0: he, honestly I found out he does this and he made it he made it a point you weren't there but he told me that he does listen to the podcast Oh, was, he does. Yeah, I need really? to. Talk, I'll tell you about this later. But that's so, funny. So William was hitting on the Uber driver, and William had William had the Uber driver questioning whether he should come into our Airbnb okay. for quote unquote drinks. Quote Here's
1: unquote. the thing: our friend was drunk and had a very different recollection of how that conversation was going, including your drunk ass. So well, whatever, my story is uh, way uh, more
0: exciting. You know what it is.
1: I'm not going to say it's not. It definitely mm-hmm. is a lot more interesting. So, and you know what? I'm glad you brought a, brought that up. That leads us to our main point of the conversation for this episode, politics. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> did you not have a better way of transitioning into today's I topic? Don't, I don't know what you're talking about because that was flawlessly executed.
0: Thank you. Sure. Okay, So, okay, guys. So, yesterday was the last day to vote. Let's get into it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, yesterday (laughs) was the last day to vote, and we hope everyone went out and voted. First of all, Joel and I, we actually voted early since, Mm -hmm. you know, we were in town. Luckily, it worked out schedule-wise for us. Yes, I'm happy about that. But we definitely wanted to have a discussion about our decision to vote for the midterm elections. If you didn't get a chance to vote, then we wanted to talk about why you missed out and how that impacts you directly. Or maybe you're just someone who doesn't believe in the voting system. And that's something we also wanted to touch on. Right. And, you know, and the biggest reason that inspired me to want to talk
1: about this topic is because you know not only have i been you know reading about this but we personally witnessed it you and i firsthand Mm -hmm. just how no one in my age range or younger were out there early voting when we went like we went to two different voting locations Mm -hmm. with very different demographics based on the neighborhoods we were at and at neither one of them did we see, for one, minorities voting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, people just our age range voting. You know, they were all older white men and women. And that's a problem. And it is a problem that I have now personally witnessed firsthand. And one that is being reported by trends that we're currently seeing.
0: As well, and here's the thing: when we say older, we mean like senior citizens, like right? Nursing home uh, citizens type, type of yeah. people. Yeah. So we, when these two voting locations that we went to, the first one had buses dropping off people to go vote, and there was a line. And the reason why we didn't vote at this first location was because of this line. And right. It's just it's it's pretty surreal how we hear it in the news. You know, in radio, on billboards, how our demographic doesn't vote. You know, for me, I always brushed it off as just a simple way to get us to vote. But yeah, I mean, you know, it really is a problem that, Joel, that you and I, we witnessed it firsthand because we were there, we voted, and there was nobody close to our skin tone that was voting.
1: Right, and this was my first time voting ever, and I saw this right as we were doing it you know I also thought it was you know a political tactic used to encourage people to vote as well like the idea of like oh no like you know go vote go Mm -hmm. do this because minorities don't do it enough or young voters don't do it enough but the reality is it's not you know this is actually a problem and that was such a scary thing for me to personally, personally see and in in person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I mean it, it, it is a scary situation that people don't vote. Honestly, I'm a great example of that. You yeah. Know, yeah, you are, you really are. I'm thirty eight mm-hmm. and I had never voted. Two and first three, midterm election voting. Yeah, and three, I'm a minority. So those billboards and the ads that we see about, you know, we're the minority, we're the demographic that doesn't vote they're talking about me and my demographic and where I'm at. So let me ask you this. Why have you never voted? Oh, that's a loaded question. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I never voted because honestly, my thought was quote, you know, we're going to get screwed no matter who's in office. And, you know, I've mentioned this before. I don't follow politics. And I always had the, oh, it doesn't affect me directly anyway mentality.
1: Yeah, okay, so, you know, let's talk about those points that you're making Mm -hmm. because the reality is, to your first point, you're most likely right. You know what? No matter who we put in office, we'll never 100% agree with what they want to do on everything, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you say we're being screwed, you know, how
0: are we being screwed? What do you mean by that when you say it? Well, I guess when when I say we're gonna get screwed either way, like basically that means you like know, people, the 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 citizens, I mean the people that live in Texas or whatever state you're listening in, but like not like I'm gonna get screwed me personally. For example, like like the person you voted for into office Because you like them or you like the views or you agreed with the views, their views. Once they're in office, they can change their minds about how they thought post election. Like there isn't any law stopping them from changing their views. It's like they can tell you, I agree with XYZ law, and then they come and they win the election, they come into office, and they're like, you know what? What I said back then, a couple months ago, I don't think I agree with that anymore. So I'm going to completely change my narrative and go a different direction.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think it's safe to say that, that it's just a fact. You know, people change their minds all the time. But when you vote for someone, when you vote for them, you're you're voting for them because... You know, they relate to you the most and what you stand for. Mm -hmm. You know, you're voting for someone because you're entrusting them to follow through with their promises. You know, what they do after that is out of your control. And that's just the truth. But that's why there are terms that they're serving. You know, that's what makes our democracy a democracy. You know, when someone chooses to ignore that a democracy and thinks, meh, you know, like whatever, you know, they give the person the next person. And by that, I mean, people who want to press their beliefs and control others by the notions of their own standards or religious beliefs, they give them more power. And I think that's what's scary about that type of mentality is that what you're doing is really screwing yourself by not attempting to take control of the power who's being voted into office.
0: Okay, well, I, I I don't know if it was because I really didn't see it or I chose not to see it. But, you know, I now realize that the reality is that doing nothing about it is doing something for the people who are voting in the... Poli- in. I, I'm saying that wrong, okay. So, like, I realize that the reality is doing nothing about about it is doing something for the people who are voting in the politicians who are trying to press their beliefs onto us. So I realized that my vote alone won't probably do anything. But when we vote as a whole, as a minority, as a generation, that's where the difference happens.
1: Exactly. And, you know, that that gets me into the you know, that I think it kind of falls into that whole, like, I don't follow politics mentality. Mm -hmm. It is a problem that has affected, you know, many people, including voters today, clearly, obviously, because that's a part of the reason why, you know, why young voters and minority voters aren't showing up to vote early, Mm -hmm. you know, and it honestly seems like a lazy way to think if I'm being completely honest. It just, it just feels like it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it ties into the it doesn't affect me mentality, right? It doesn't affect me directly. When the reality is that it does 100% affect you, even if you don't follow politics, if it, it will follow you, okay? It'll follow you, honey. No, sorry, not sorry. You know, whether you want to see it or not, it is a separate issue. But you'll see that when it becomes about your taxes and your school loans or social reforms or abortion rights or your civil rights, You know, they're all examples of things that have been changing because of the people who are showing up to vote and the people who are being voted into office.
0: Okay, so the main reason, okay, so I don't follow politics because honestly, it's exhausting. It's borderline toxic. I mean, some of these politicians tear each other apart and we're supposed to have one of them represent us. We're supposed to have, you know, we're supposed to pick one of the lesser evils to be somebody in office that that speaks for us. And, you you know, we're supposed to elect them into office after they just tore this other person apart. And also, secondly, the news alone is always broadcasting negative news and then you throw politics in there I mean for me like I, I'm out I'm done when it comes to following politics yeah and I hear you you know
1: uh, I, I'm exhausted just fucking explaining my points to you mm-hmm. so I 100% understand <laughs> what you're saying I think I've seen debates play out on TV too so I know what you mean when when you you know with what you're saying. Um, I think it's it'd be unrealistic though when you really put it into perspective I think it'd be unreli- unrealistic to think that these people who are signing up to govern the state you know are supposed to have their shit together 100% of the time I mean the reality is you know they're discussing a very difficult polit- uh, uh, discussing a very difficult uh, conversation regarding politics and yeah it's going to have certain issues at some point but I don't look at politics like it's just a black and white picture. And I think that's what people do. It's like, you know, the reality is, to your point, it is a more complex situation than that.
0: Okay, so even though I voted and I, you know, I plan to vote in the future, I wouldn't say I, like, I'm following politics now. I'm like, I'm not 100% the American citizen right I. Turn on the news and follow everything they're saying. But, you know, I see it differently because these last two years or so have played a major part or a major role on where I stand with voting today. Because just to give you a brief example, when Texas had the huge snowstorm with, you know, statewide blackout, our state senator, Ted Cruz, you know, he was seen at an airport in Mexico. You know, he was leaving. Texans you know you and I he was leaving us behind during a disastrous event this is someone that in a tragic moment showed little character but you know he has not been voted out because of me and by people like me but you know my it doesn't affect me personally you know mentality has kept him in office and also our state governor is another reason Without getting into the politics of it all, I don't agree with how he's handling pressing on his religious beliefs onto Texans. I don't agree with him at all. But again, I am part of the reason it's gotten to this point. And, you know, I see that now.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a good change of perspective to have. Because many people get to a point in life where they... Don't fucking care anymore. Mm. They're just okay with not caring enough. You know, and you've come to a point now where it seems like you've realized that not doing anything or not caring enough to vote has led us to a standstill moment in Texas. And, you know, our point by this whole conversation, I want to be clear, isn't to encourage people to vote for what we believe in, but rather to vote in general, you know, to give a fuck about what they believe in and to realize that by not caring enough about the state that you're living in will at some point come back and bite you in the ass because it's, you know, if, if you know, whether you're fighting to keep, to keep things the same or change things or move backwards or move forwards or whatever, you're never going to contribute to any of that by not doing anything at all.
0: Yeah. That, I I, I, I felt that. Okay. So Joel, Excuse me. So, you're someone who's always wanted to vote, you know, but you weren't allowed to at the time because, you know, you weren't a citizen yet. So, seeing how bad you wanted to vote and how passionate you were about doing your part made me realize how there are people out there, myself included at some point in time, who take our democracy for granted. I'm not saying that we have to vote the same. We can have opposing views and have different political parties, but none of that will matter unless you go out there and vote. I understand why it can seem intimidating because, I mean, honestly, this was my first time voting for the midterm election. So I wasn't really sure how it works, and I had so many questions like, Do I need to pre-register to vote? Am I eligible to vote early? Do I need to bring my voter registration card with me? And honestly, like these seem like questions everyone should know, you know, the answer to, especially at my age. And as a citizen, it just goes to show how me, again, a citizen, a minority, I didn't know everything there was to know about voting and I had every intention of voting. It it kind of like, not so much frustrates me, but it's kind of like, they, people are telling you, as we're growing up through high school, you got to vote, you got to vote, you got to vote. And then I want to go vote, and I'm like... Holy shit! How am I gonna vote? Because I mean, you and I, Joel, we went to like two or three different voting stations. Right. One of which said, "Oh no, we're not voting today. We don't. We don't have polls up until November 8th. But online, it said that they were opposed. open. Yeah, it's it confusing. It's and just... for me. It's like you want us to vote, but you're making it so hard yeah. for us to go
1: out there. It was. We had to do a lot of research, and there is a sense of intimidation when you vote. You know, especially for the reasons that you mentioned. But I think it even goes beyond that, beyond that intimidation that we're talking about, because I'll say that I was personally intimidated and nervous just being there among so many older white voters. I felt like, you know, we got looks almost mm-hmm. like people were just kind of staring at us and being like, what are you doing here, right, you know? Yeah. And and it's like, it was almost as if they were like shocked and I get it because we're young and Hispanic voters here. We're young, handsome Hispanic, <laughs> young, handsome Hispanic voters. Don't disagree, don't disagree <laughs> at all. But, you know, they had every reason to be surprised mm-hmm. because that's just a fact that we're yeah. talking about. That's why we're having this conversation. It's like, you know, I I did see that, young minorities aren't showing up to vote early enough. And they tend to be the demographic that shows up at the last minute, which can either be a really good thing or a bad thing. Okay. So
0: here's what I don't get. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I know you and I talked about this the other day and it's like, yes, early voting is available. Why don't a lot of these people go vote early?
1: It's just the generation, uh this, you know, the younger the generation gets, the more procrastinating attitudes that they have and so therefore they end up showing up very late. Uh not and you know we say late but it's just for are Election up on time. day election yeah. day. But like you you're you're but you're the you st- bat-
0: you're standing in line I'm sorry to make right. you off you're standing in line for hours versus yeah. us. We literally went in and within ten minutes we were out.
1: Yeah, and that's a thing. That's what the bad part that I'm talking about is that there are those people who don't want to wait in line for hours to vote. And then there are those people who will but it really just depends on the person, you know, and that's also a big reason why early voting is something to take advantage of. It's something to take into consideration when you vote, because it, it is a good way to skip all of those long lines and just wait, what, 30 minutes like how we did.
0: Well, less than that. But yeah. Right. I mean, if, if you're one of these people who think your vote doesn't count or doesn't make a difference, like, you know, kind of like how I was right now the midterm elections are the times when your vote really makes its biggest impact because the people who are being elected they help govern the state you live in and they're going to be the same people at the state level who are the ones that become part of the electoral college what's the electoral Mm -hmm. college i'm so glad you asked joel so (laughs) the electoral college they're the 538 state state representatives who decide who will become the president of the United States in the next presidential election.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know how else we can spell it out for people. You know, I would go as far as to say that the midterms elections are the most important elections that happen. And, even though they're not the most popular election, they are the most important ones for that reasons that you mentioned. You know, people who are put into office after these votes are are counted to get are you know they get to decide who our future president's going to be. You know, they get to decide. Uh, you know, the legal legal system decisions on a federal level, um, and then on the state level, they get, they decide how. They tax and treat the people who they're serving. So if there was or, I guess, is a time that your vote counts, now is that time. You know, November 8th is that time or before um, because, you know, that is the time when you get to place a vote in regards to your state representatives who are going to support or represent your state and hence make a decision on your president Mm -hmm. for the next four years.
0: Yeah. So, Joel, good question. This was your very first time voting, like, ever. So. Oh,
1: oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. Before you, sorry, Mm -hmm. before you ask whatever you're going to ask, I did want to also add something that I didn't think about until just now. You know, the Electoral College, for example, you know a whole other conversation of disagreement mm. that I don't don't agree with. I don't know what this is going. Yeah, but you know they specifically Hillary Clinton back in the previous election before Trump and Biden um literally when Hillary it was Hillary versus Trump Hillary won the popular vote. Okay? She won the popular yeah. vote to become the first woman president of the United States of America by almost 3 million, if not over 3 million votes. Mm-hmm. So she would have been
0: the if president. If the
1: government fucking listened, if it was structured to really listen to the people, yes. Mm-hmm. But the fact was that, no, it is the people from the Electoral College... Who ended up deciding who was going to be president, ignoring the three million plus people who wanted her, who wanted her, on top of the obviously everyone else, but that ignored it, right? Mm -hmm. That's just a fact, right? And it's not saying because you know whether you or not you agreed, whether or not you wanted Hillary Clinton to win, it doesn't matter. My point is that that is how heavy the choices of the midterm elections, why they matter, why the senator or governors that you choose to represent the state of Texas Mm -hmm. matter. Because they end up being those people who decide who your president Mm -hmm. is going to be.
0: Yeah, that's very well put. Because the people that you're electing into office on the state level are, are the ones that choose uh, essentially and the at at the end they're the ones that choose choose who's gonna be the president right so again like going back to what i was saying like this is this was your very first time voting joel so like ever like you had never voted before not presidential not not even even for this last presidential election so how did you feel like after you voted after you cast your ballot and everything you got your sticker and what was your what was going through your head so, this ties into my Kosewo takeaway. You know what? I felt
1: empowered. I, I left the poll booth feeling emotional, thinking about everything that led me to this moment in my life of, of, of placing a very heavy uh, vote, a very heavy decision. I know for most people in the room that day, they were just doing what they probably have been doing for the past elections for majority of their lives. But for me, it was a journey that meant so much, a lot of moments of frustration. I mean, looking at these horrible situations that have been unfolding before me and not being able to do anything about it. I know that it takes an army of voters to make changes happen in unison. But even if the results don't turn out the way I would have liked them to... I know that I tried to do something about it. For, for all my life, I haven't been able to do anything about it. I didn't have an option, and now I do, and that is not something that I take for granted or lightly. You know, for me, it's all of those votes that I could have possibly made a difference in but couldn't because I wasn't a citizen yet. Now it's my time. You know, this is what I worked for. This is what I worked towards for the past 30 years. And, you know, that moment that I I got to practice our democracy and voted for something that I believed
0: in. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And I, honestly, like for me, my takeaway is, honestly, I probably would have not started or ever voted if it wasn't for you because like, I've been registered to vote since I was 18 years old and I never really cared to vote. Back then, I had a complete opposite thought process. I thought that these smaller elections didn't really count. And like to hear you breaking down the way you did just like now a couple minutes ago whatever reminded me of, you know, back when you and I had this conversation uh, you know on your living room floor and you yelled at me you (laughs) practically yelled at me like violently I literally just woke you up for not voting and okay maybe I'm being dramatic but you know (laughs) the way you broke it maybe the way you broke it down you know democracy the way you broke down democracy and how my vote matters you know a light bulb went off on my head you know a light bulb saying Oh shit, I really do need to vote. And I hope that there is someone out there that is listening to us. I really hope that they had the same light bulb go off right now because we, as minorities, some of us younger than others, I mean, you know, <laughs> younger than me, um, we all need to go out there and make our voices heard. Vote. You know, if you think your vote doesn't matter, talk to someone who can't vote and wishes that they could yeah because like he did, yeah because like there's there are people out there that wish they could change the way the government is, and you know they can't make their voice heard, so yeah, just sit back and think about that,
1: sit back and think about that, mm-hmm. that's our Kosovo takeaway, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode please be sure to check out our show on, out on any major streaming platform like apple Podcasts and spotify please 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 rate subscribe and share this episode and more to help us out follow us on social media at Costa well podcast on instagram and twitter for now Use our tag at Kosovo to keep up with what
0: we're doing and catch a new episode every Wednesday. And also, side note, yes, Joel's Journey to yes. Japan, episode one, is out right Officially now. Officially live on Instagram. So only on Instagram, exclusively on Instagram. Instagram. On our
1: Kosovo podcast page. Yeah. Um, yeah, be sure to check that out. We've been getting a lot of awesome feedback on that. Um, it's been fun to just kind of get the to see what people think you know they're excited for me and i'm honestly really stoked Uh, we already filmed episode two of that um that will be coming out next Next week week. uh yeah it's exciting stuff and we'll be talking about it a little bit more here and there we'll touch on it right because the whole point is obviously for you guys to go listen to that on instagram and watch the video they're about like no more than seven minutes a video uh max i'm trying to keep it a little under that but yeah, it is, it is really cool to see. And uh, I'm excited to share that with you guys. So, yeah, be sure to check that out. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening to Kosovo. And we will catch you next week. See you. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you. Bye.